Hello, welcome to the bonus episode. We uh, This is a bonus episode for Baxter McClendon. We hope you enjoyed the story. I know that we did. Yes, we did. It was a lot of fun. It's very unique, very different than a lot of what we've done. Yeah, that's true. I think it's uh, very different in a lot of ways. But I liked it. I thought it was very good and uh, had some interesting uh, lessons, I think, in it. Yes, absolutely. So uh, what... What uh, what are some of the takeaways that you had from this uh, story, Kim? Well, I'd say probably my first takeaway, and this one was a big one for me. I would say this for all the parents out there, you know, that have that kid, the kid that just won't listen, that won't make, you know, progress or be good or behavior is just stubborn and hard to handle, just hang in there. You never know what God will do with them. That's you true. Know? That's you true. never know. And just keep teaching them God's word. Keep praying for them. That's like the biggest, obviously, is just pray for them. But that, that's a big takeaway to me because you don't know what God will do with that kid. And that goes farther than just your own kids. Um, if we remember Miss Bella Rogers, um, she was a... The, not the teacher, the principal right. of the school. Right, yeah, principal. And she made a huge difference in his life. And even though he didn't get saved at that time, she was a big testimony to him. Right. Yeah, that's true, and that is a good lesson for us to take away. And, uh, you know, especially if you're involved in the bus ministry or something like that. Sunday school classes. Sunday school classes. Like yeah, those type of things. It's mm-hmm. good to remember uh, sometimes those rowdy kids can grow up to become preachers, and it yeah. does happen. Um, so we we praise the Lord for that. Yeah. Um, also about uh, Baxter, I one thing about Baxter McClendon that I really liked is in uh, part two uh, how you know he he I mean he's a wicked guy. Yeah. Uh, you know he's a bootlegger, made and sell illegal whiskey. Not that it matters if it's legal or illegal. You know, I'm against alcohol uh, regardless, but uh, even in in the eyes of the, you know, moderate drinkers, he was still considered uh, a wicked guy of the time. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, you know, uh, even shooting that man. Yeah. Try, uh, attempted attempted murder. murder. I mean, that's serious, you know. Yeah. But uh, the Lord can change people. The Lord can save souls. And, you know, so... When you meet somebody, regardless of their past, you know, the our hope and desire is that they'll be saved. Amen. And that kind of plays into uh, Jimmy Little. Um, right. An old preacher. I didn't know Baxter from the man on the moon, you know, and he he met him that time, and he started praying for him. And the Bible says, the fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Right. You know what? When you meet that person who is is wicked and is doing everything they can do to stay away from God, you know, just pray for them. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, the yeah, Jimmy Little is a cool story. And, uh, you know, that's a controversial position. That's a controversial thing what he did when he would preach against alcohol. But, yeah. you know, uh, and of course nowadays... Uh, it's very rare for anybody to preach against alcohol, but the Bible is against it. You know, it's kind of sad that that's controversial, no. you know, that people are like, oh, oh that's no. not okay. To- yeah. Oh, I agree with you. 
the Bible is against it, and so as cool. Christians, we should be as well, and we should be outspoken against it. You know, I, I even say when I'm preaching that, uh, you know, I've seen it ruin too many homes and too many families. I've seen it hurt too many young people for me to treat it lightly. So it's yeah. a very serious, uh, evil thing, and we should preach against it. I, I believe that, too. Oh, yes, absolutely. It's it's dangerous. You you play with it a little bit, and it'll take you way farther than you want to go. Right. Um, so I was uh, curious if you wanted to tell the story about your son. <laughs> Well, you know, we did say we should that people should tell us stories about about their kiddos if their kids got right. anything from it. So, I guess that that makes sense that we should tell this one. Right. Okay. So you have to understand, my my son is four. In his defense, he's four, so he's still learning a lot. But he's a mess. I love him to death, but he's kind of that kid. Yeah. Which is one reason why that's such a big takeaway for me. But um. So he heard episode one where Baxter was a little boy and obviously very rebellious and um, just a troublemaker from the time he was little bitty. And Daniel, I didn't think my son Daniel paid that close of attention to the story, but apparently he did because two days later we go to town to run our errands and we live out in the country, so when we go to town... It's kind of an all-day affair. We just try to get it all done in one day of the week instead of going back multiple days. So we'd already been in town for a couple of hours and running errands. And my son Daniel says to me, Mama, I want to go home. And I say, Daniel, we've got a few more errands to run before we can go home. It'll be a while yet. And he says to me, But I want to go home now. And I say, Daniel, we can't go home now. we got a few more errands to run. And he goes, fine. But if we won't go home now, I'm going to close my eyes. And I'm not going to open them again until we get home. And that's what a four-year-old took away from the story. Now, I turned around and I said, boy, you are not Baxter McLennan. And you will not talk to me like that and you will obey or you will and I'll leave the rest of this story right, out. to the imagination but, but he very quickly changed his attitude sure. so I'm blessed that he's not quite as rebellious as Baxter right. at this time he uh, maybe didn't hear the catch the part where Baxter got spanked for that yeah stuff. I don't yeah. I, he, he must have missed something because surely surely <laughs> he should have put that together it makes you feel like a failure as a <laughs> podcaster I'm just joking. Um, but that is funny, though. Uh, so let's, on a more serious note, is uh, I always thought it was interesting that the uh, Methodist preachers of the time and they're in the, you know, a lot of the folks in the Methodist church wanted to help Baxter, but a lot of the preachers did not. You know, they were concerned about his ability to become a professional preacher and those type of things. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's that's actually pretty ingrained in a lot of uh, people's minds, the idea of the professional preacher and things like that. And if you don't start school soon, you know, young enough and those type of things. But Or if you don't go to school. If you don't enough. go to school and all those kind of things. But, Maybe you know. If you don't go to the right school. Yeah. I mean, that's true. You know, but the thing is, 
God changes people. Yeah. And when God changes somebody, sometimes he calls them to preach. And we should try to help them. If the Lord calls them, we should try to help them in whatever way we can. And, uh, you know, not not everybody seems to feel that way. And obviously a lot of the people in Baxter McClendon's life did not feel that way. Amen. But, I mean, I believe in that. And that's what I think uh, is a good thing for us to remember. And then also, you know, try to be supportive, especially if you have loved ones, Ladies, if your husband is a preacher or whatever he's doing for the Lord, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, support him. Try to help him. Try to help him. Uh, you know, I, I always go back to that uh, whenever Baxter was at his parents' house and he heard him in the next room saying that it was oh, the worst man. attempt at preaching that they'd ever heard or that his father had ever heard. And I can just imagine how painful that would be, you know. So uh, bear in mind, you know, people have to learn and people have to grow. Try to encourage them to do something for the Lord. It's okay. Mm. It's okay if they're not uh, professionals. Yeah. And, and also referring back to like his style of preaching and how even after he became a more professional preacher, they really weren't acceptant of him because he was a little wild, you know. Right. And when I say a little, I mean a lot. But, you know, it was his personality, and that's how he preached, and that's how he he conveyed the love of God and how to be saved and, and sin and hell and all of it. And that's that's how he conveyed it. And many people were like, oh, well, you can't preach like that, and they weren't accepting of him. But you know what? God used his style of preaching. God yeah. liked the yeah. way he preached, right. obviously. And sometimes... We might think, oh, well, I wouldn't preach that way. That being said, you men may think, well, I wouldn't preach that way. Yeah, you would preach that way. (laughs) I wouldn't preach any way at all. But, um, you know, just because that's not how you would do it, just because that's not how your favorite preacher does it, doesn't mean that God won't use it. Right. Everybody has a different style. And that's an important lesson for young preachers to learn is, you know, you have to develop your own style, and you can learn from other men, but you got to be you. Yeah, you can't and, uh, be them. You can't you can be them. You can them. learn from them, but you cannot be them. And a lot of preacher, young preachers especially have trouble with that. And Baxter did for a time, but, you know, he learned from it, and that's okay. So that's good. Uh, and then finally, I wanted to uh, talk about uh, one of my big takeaways from uh, the story of Baxter McClendon is uh, when you get to the, the end there in cha- in uh, part four. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, one thing is that I think is really cool is that uh, uh, J. Frank Norris and the folks at First Baptist of Fort Worth, you know, dealt with him about uh, Baptist doctrine and convinced him to become a Baptist, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool because I've always uh, been really interested in J. Frank Norris and have read uh, several books about him and Things like that. So I was really interested in that. Oh, yeah. He's a... I mean... J. Frank Norris is just a really neat guy to learn Yeah, about. if the Lord will let us, we'll, we will at some point in the future do a podcast about him. It'd uh, be a difficult one to do because there's so much, uh, but it is something we would like to do uh, as the Lord will allow. Yeah, I'd love that. That would be um, cool. But the, the main thing I wanted to say about part four is about the boxing match, which I thought was pretty cool. Mm 
but the lesson that I learned from that mm-hmm. uh, personally is that, uh, you know, life, the life of a Christian is not boring. It doesn't have to be boring. You know, I always like to, to joke that, uh, you know, I live an adventurous life because I live for Christ. I think my life is more adventurous because I'm a Christian. And uh, that can be the case. You know, a lot of young people especially think that the Christian life is boring. And uh, if the Christian life is boring to you, you might be doing it wrong. <laughs> Amen to that. So, uh, Kim, do you have anything else? Um, well, I guess referring back to when Baxter actually becomes a Baptist, I would just say that I learned something from that. He was very humble. Because if you think about it, he's a Methodist preacher. He's got one to 5,000 people coming to hear him preach. That's pretty, pretty big time, especially back in those days. But he was willing to admit he was wrong. Yeah, he could still humble himself. And, and he suffered some backlash for that. We didn't talk about it a lot in the podcast mm-hmm. for time's sake. But he suffered some for taking that position. But he was right because the Bible's right. And, you know, we should all be that way as far as uh, whenever we read in the book, when someone shows us in the King James Bible that we're wrong, we should be ready to change. Oh, yeah. That was a big takeaway for me is just, you know, if if it's in the book, if it's in the Bible, just admit you're wrong and change. And we need to stay humble and keep a humble heart so we're will, will, willing to do that. Right. Um, so a couple of, uh, oh, we got to do a book recommendation. Oh, yeah, don't forget that. So I have two books here, Kim, mm-hmm. that I used, uh, uh, that we used while we were researching and preparing for the podcast. Yeah. And uh, the first one is, the first one I'm going to uh, mention, and I'll tell you, if you try to buy this book, you're going to have to get a used copy uh, on eBay or somewhere like that. And I'm going to warn you in advance, it's not going to be cheap. So, um, and, and by the way, thank you to Brother Zach and Miss Sarah Simon who bought this book for me to use for the podcast. And I think it cost them like $40 or something like that. Wow. So this is my book. <laughs> so, <laughs> You're right. Don't even look at it like but, that, Kim. But it's the, not for you. But the title of the book is The Story of My Life and Other Sermons by Baxter F. McClendon. And... Uh, It really is, uh, as far as, like, telling his life, it really just tells about his conversion. goes into more detail than we were able to in the podcast. But the main thing of this book, it really doesn't tell a lot about his life uh, as much as it's a collection of his sermons. It'll give you a good idea of his style in preaching. Mm -hmm. So it's a fun read for that reason and uh, insightful. And then the other one that I have here, and this one is a better one as far as just telling about his life and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the title of it is just uh, his name, it's Baxter McClendon, A Biography uh, by Walter Barr, B-A-R-R. And uh, I don't think there's any reprints of this book either. I bought this one used online as well, yeah. uh, but it was considerably cheaper, so it may still be available. Those are the recommendations. If you're able to find them, praise the Lord. If you're not, I'm sorry. Listen to the podcast. I don't know what to tell you. Amen. <laughs> so, um, but uh, speaking of which, 
we need to mention briefly about the new podcast starting next week. I'm sorry. We're actually not starting a new podcast. We're starting a new story on the old podcast. Yes, and we'll let the old podcast stand until the new podcast is built. Right. So what's the new story starting next week? The new story. Actually, it's not even next week. No. It's in like a few days. Yeah, so you better be ready for it. Saturday. Yeah, it's only... Go ahead. Yeah. Anyway, um, we are going to be telling the story of Billy Eubanks and his wife, Miss Janet. Yeah, Billy and Janet Eubanks, and some of you guys that listen may actually know them. Kim and I know them personally. They're uh, missionaries and mm-hmm. uh, to the Straits of America and now also to Africa. Yep, doing and a lot we'll of be, work in Africa now. But we're going to be talking specifically about uh, 13 minutes over the Vatican. And if you're familiar with the story already, then you know what we're talking about. And if you're not, then uh, you might enjoy the podcast. I think you will. It's, it's a very unique story. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. I think so. Um, Brother Billy is a, is a fun person and a really cool guy. So, And it kind of helps, I think, that we know him. Right. So it kind of helps us know a little bit more how to tell their story. Right. So anyway, Billy and Janet Eubanks starting this Saturday. Um, we don't know what method you're using to listen to the podcast. I know many of you listen directly from the website. If you're using iTunes or somewhere like that, um, we're thankful. If you are using a podcast app that allows rating and review, we'd be very grateful if you'd take a few minutes to give us a, uh, a good rating and review. It really helps other people find the podcast. So if you have time to do that, we'll be grateful. And if you don't, we're still grateful because you're listening. So that's still a big thing to us. We really can't emphasize that enough. We just appreciate you all taking the time to listen. We to always us. say that, and we really mean it. And then uh, the other thing is uh, we would like for you to follow us on Facebook. If you're on Facebook, we hope you'll follow the podcast, Hand to Hand Ministries, Hand to Hand Ministries. And you can follow us on there, post all the podcasts. And if you you know want to interact with us or send in recommendations, story recommendations, or just comment on any of the stories, that's a good place for you to do that. Yeah, um, love to see them. Also, uh, if you would like to get on the email list so you know when the new seasons are always starting, um, of course, the best thing for you to do is follow us on Facebook at Hand to Hand Ministries. But the second thing is uh, we would, uh, you might like to also go to the website, which is missionarystory.org, missionarystory.org, and uh, sign up for the email list, and we'll get you on that. And that email list, it won't email you only on the new season, but you will get an email for each episode. Right, so it'll just remind you. It'll remind you, oh, hey, hand to hand is up today. It's podcast day, yeah. So you can do that, and uh, that's all I can think of. You got anything, Kim? That's all I can think of. All right, so we'll be talking to you in a few days about Billy and Janet Eubanks.